Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Raw and Prophetic with your host, Apostle Katrina Garrett. Raw and Prophetic is where we are real, we are anointed, we are women, and we are prophetic. On this podcast, you will be encouraged through the Word of God to step in your purpose-driven assignment from the Lord and to be inspired and encouraged to be all that God has called you to be. So, welcome to our podcast. Here is your host, Apostle Katrina Garrett. Well, good morning to you. Welcome to Raw and Prophetic. Essence and peace to you. God is so amazing. I tell you, um, I am just really, really blessed. But if you are um, new to the podcast, we welcome you. Um, it is a beautiful day here in Jacksonville, Orange Park, actually where I am. Um, the degrees is going to be 85. And right now I'm looking out my window in my uh, studio and I am seeing that it is kind of an overcast. And as I, you guys always know, I always say Florida has that bipolar weather. It's like one minute is raining and the next minute the sun is out. And so I am just so um, excited. God has a, a awesome, awesome uh, word for us on this morning. And um, as you guys know, I was coming on pretty much every day, but uh, just sporadically, I will be sitting down and trying to plan what days I will uh do the podcast and put it out there for you guys. I may just do two times a week because as you guys may know, some of you may not know, I had started back working. And so I do enjoy my job. It is an awesome job. I am able to make my own schedules. Um, and so, um, um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get to a place of doing right now is sitting down and saying, okay, what day am I going to work? Um, because I kind of like overbooked myself for the next two weeks because um, I do home health. So when they, as a caregiver, so when they called me, they were like, hey, um, can you work this day? I was like, yeah, can you work this day? Like, yeah, I'm like trying to get these hours in. But um, also I am a phlebotomist and I am praying about going back in phlebotomy. I am definitely going to get my certification. Um, and so I might be doing something with that as well. But this is temporal because I know, 
that God has blessed me. I also have my own small business, which is Kingdom Girl Creators. I'm Creations. I am a content creator, a YouTuber. I'm also a Amazon um, influencer. So I've got to, you know, weigh out the options of how I'm going to work this, so I can work both of these, th- work, work all these things plus ministry. So God will, God will give me a way to strategize. He will. He will show me and I will sit down and and pray about it and um and just go from there, you know, because I might just do three days a week um doing the home health and then the rest of the week I'll be focusing on ministry and the business. So we're gonna get it together. We are gonna get it together. But today I wanna talk to you about something that I had been um just praying about and I I saw um uh, a little clip of something and then from that point, God gave me the rest. So I want to talk to you about your words make your future. Um, I was listening, um, my husband and I, we were um, riding by and listening to these um, Israelites or whatever they call themselves. And, you know, and the guy was just talking to the young man about the future and, and their words and how, you know, you know, he was talking about it, um, you know that you they basically believe that they're their own gods and so they were saying you know you speak you speak and they got part of it correct about speaking but we are not our own gods we still serve god we serve the creator and okay and so to some he is god because they don't know him as a father um you don't know god as a father until you uh meet his son and you ask the son who is jesus christ to come into your heart. When you ask and you confess your sins to Jesus and you ask him to come into your heart and to be Lord over your life, then God is no longer distant from you. Now he becomes your father. Whenever Jesus was ministering on the earth, he never referred to God as God. He referred to him as my father because they had a relationship. And so we, 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 you know, one thing about God's word, it does, um, God's word doesn't lie. Um, the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was made flesh. So let's go to first John really quickly and let's read that because that right there tells us, it tells us right there in the word so plainly. Um, it tells us right there in the word, um, basically, um, what, the, how the word is manifested and what the word can do. And I know many times we hear this over and over. You know, you got to speak it. You got to claim it. Well, it's not just about speaking and claiming. Um, if the world does that. And, and, and at some point it does manifest because if you're told you have an illness, if you're told that you have a certain disease and you keep saying, I have this, I have this. I have learned that my husband and I was uh, both diagnosed with, um, my husband was diagnosed with diabetes and high blood pressure. I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. So I stopped saying my high blood pressure. I say the high blood pressure. I am trying to get the high blood pressure down. I am working on doing it with the way I eat. Um, I'm doing it. I've lost some weight. I've lost probably about 15 pounds now. I am eating more uh, healthier. I'm making better choices of what I put in my body. I drink plenty of water and lemon. And, um, and so, you know, by me, I want to say this, when God tells us to do certain things and we expect God to do it, 
but there's a part that we have to play. There's a part that we have to do. We don't just say, well, I know I'm blessed. You know, if, somebody, if you're diagnosed with a, an illness, most illnesses come from lack of self-care. It comes from us not taking care of ourselves. It comes from us not um, eating healthy. So if, the, if they told you you have you know an illness, don't sit there and say, well, I know God going to heal me. Because God's not going to heal you unless you take part in the healing. You also have to speak and then you begin to ask the Lord to show you how to eat healthy and say you're going to eat healthy and do it. Okay. As you speak, you can't just speak. I'm healthy. And, but you out here, you know, eating all kind of stuff that is bad for your body. It doesn't work like that. Okay. The Bible says, okay, so we're going to go to John 1. It says, in the beginning was the word. Okay. And the word was with God and the word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. Okay. So in the beginning was the word. All right. It tells us that the word has been the word has been around before man was even created, because the Bible says that when G, when God created the heaven and earth, he spoke it into existence. OK, he spoke the word into existence. And so the word is old. Even witches and warlocks understand this. OK, I wrote a post on Facebook about. How is I wrote a post before I, before, you know, before I came onto the, the broadcast, and I shared on Facebook about how um, the Bible tells us in the beginning was the Word, and how witches and warlocks cast spells. As children, when we're young, we learn how to read and spell, and the definition of spell is to write or name the letters to form a word. So, okay, and then the second definition means to be a sign or a characteristic of. So this is why, isn't this amazing how they even use witches and warlocks to cast a spell on you? So basically what they're doing is they are writing your name and forming you into whatever they speak upon you. Okay, God wrote us a letter. He wrote us the word of God for us to be able to spell, but to speak life and not death. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs, death and life is in the power of tongue and they that eat the fruit thereof. So you eat what you speak. Okay, and so this is why so there are people that's around you, family members that are witches and warlocks in your family. The reason why is because they're casting spells. They're speaking negativity. They're speaking failure. They're speaking defeat. And you have to be able to learn how to rebuke that and to, and to tell them, this is not who I am. This is not what I, my life is, how my life is going to turn around. That's why it's so important for us to know the word of God. That's why it's important. The Bible says right here in the word of God, let's go to, um, let's go real quickly. It says that man cannot live on bread alone in Matthew 4 and 4. It says man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You can't just live on bread alone. So what, what, he was, what, what, what was Jesus saying? Jesus was saying that you can't just live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So you can't just live on I know, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. The Bible says, refers to Jesus as being the bread of life. 
Okay. And, 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 and Jesus was saying this in, in, in essence of you can't just live off of the, the things that we see materialism. You can't live off of the, the bread means to, to, to provide, you know how people say, I'm going to make this bread. I'm going to bring this bread home. You can't just live off of working every day, getting up and going to work. You got to be able to live off of the word that proceeds out of the, the spirit of God's mouth, out of Jesus mouth, out of the word of God, out of the Bible. What does the Bible say about you? This is why even in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we go back. The Israelites understand this because they speak blessings over themselves. And that's what they did even in the days of the Old Testament. They spoke blessings over themselves. And one of them was considered to be the Aaronic blessings. Okay. It was the Aaronic blessings that he said, may the Lord keep you. This is, the, this is the priestly blessing. The priestly blessing is in Numbers chapter 22. And, and, and it says, and the, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron. Now this is what he said. Speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. So what they were doing was they were taking just what Jesus said. <coughs> that no man can live on bread alone. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So when they began to bless, they were saying, may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. What does that mean? When you speak, Lord, bless me, Lord, keep me. You are declaring and speaking for the Lord to be Lord over your life. That you're submitting your flesh, your will to the will of God. And the more that you speak the will of God for your life, the more you will do it. When you get up and you say, Lord, today is a beautiful day. Lord, I pray that you keep me. I pray that I walk with you. I pray that your spirit leads me. I pray that the Holy Spirit will give me discernment to show me when a trap is being set, when wickedness is around me. When you when you go to work and, and, and you can discern that maybe something is going to pop off that day, God is giving you strategy on how to put on the full armor. That's what the Bible tells us that the armor, one of the armors is the word and the word is considered to be the sword of the spirit. That's the sword of the spirit. In other words, when people try to come to you with negativity, they try to come to you with gossip, you use God's word to cut it. You cut it down before it even begins to manifest because you have already, you have already discerned and the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost has given you the words to say. Even when the disciples was getting ready to go and fight, I mean, to preach, the spirit of God told them, you don't need to worry about what you're going to say before you speak out. The spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will give you what to speak. And that's why it's so important to be a listener and to hear before you speak. The Bible says that even a fool knows when to hold his peace. When you learn how to hold your peace and be quiet and listen. Then the spirit of God can begin to give you the wisdom on what to say. 
Sometimes before um, we can we can we can move by presumption. And when we move by presumption, maybe you picking up in the spirit. Somebody said this and that. Now you all upset. Now you ready to battle. Now you ready to go at it. And before they can even open up their mouth to explain, you already on start talking. And what you're doing is you're giving the enemy an uh, 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 opportunity to take the very words that you say and use it against you. This is why people love to eavesdrop. Witches and warlocks eavesdrop. Folks who operate in witchcraft eavesdrop. They come around and they listen. Because one thing about the devil he and, and, and demons, they are not omnipresent present like God. They're not omnipresent present like God. Yes, we live in a spiritual world. Yes, demons are around and they eavesdrop and they can carry your voice. But it's different demons. There's, there's thousands and legions of demons. And the reason why there's thousands and legions of demons, legions of demons have to be in legions to be able to do the work of Satan. But God can do his work without having to have all kind of angels around. God can hear all by himself what we say. He can see all by himself what we do. And so that's why it's so important that as you begin to learn how to use your words and to speak life and not death. That's why Jesus said, I came that you may have life and to have it more abundantly. Well, why Jesus was saying may, because Jesus understood that we are so um, quick to respond to negativity than to respond to positivity, especially if you are a, a prophet in training, I call it the pit prophet in training. When, you know, as I said before, it takes years to develop into the prophetic 20 years or more because you have to go through being um, um, purged. You have to go through being tested. And so, so, so and you may be in a season right now to where, um, there's a lot of people speaking against you, people trying to tear down your name. Let me tell you, it's important. Let, let, let me, let me, let me, I'm going a little bit too fast. Let me back up. I'm going to give you an example. When I remember when my husband and I first uh, started in ministry, well, in the city that we lived in is very religious. Panama City is a religious uh, uh, city. Okay. One thing about the apostolic, when you're called in a, as an apostle, or a prophet, um, one of the things that, that they do is they, they go into prayer and they, they fight in, in the battle of prayer and warfare and spiritual warfare because the Spirit of God is revealing to them the region of what spirits are ruling, what powers, what principalities and rulers of the dark age are ruling. And one of the things that rules in Panama City is poverty and religion. Religion is very strong there. And so when I first started out in ministry, women was not accepted. This was in the 2000s, okay? The early 2000s, around 2004, women was not accepted. And so when I was, un but I was under a pastor that, that accepted women, believed that God called women as well as men. But a lot of the pastors at that time did not agree with him. He was under a bishop. And I was uh, told by my pastor, my bishop, to join what we called a, a ministerial uh uh, alliance. It was called the Bay County Interdenominational Ministerial Alliance. And it was supposed to be an alliance for um, non-denominational, either you, you could be non-denominational, uh, I'm sorry, non-denominational, you could be um, 
basically Baptist, whatever you were, whatever denomination you were. If you were non-denominational, you were accepted. If you were a woman, you were accepted. It was supposed to be a non-denominational ministerial alliance for pastors and leaders to come together. Well, there were a lot of the uh, leaders that were there did not accept women. And I remember I had a woman told me, are you sure about this? Are you sure about joining this alliance? Because she saw that I was young in ministry. Um, as a matter of fact, she's some kin to my grandchildren. And um, I'm not going to call her name because I don't want nobody, you know, going back, starting up anything. But anyway, um, but she did say, she said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. I'm positive. I know who I am. And when I went into this minister alliance, they never called me a uh, minister, the men. Um, I was a minister at the time, and then I was ordained as a reverend. And so they reverenced my husband, and they would say, hey, Reverend Tommy, but they would say, hey, Sister Garrett. Do y'all understand the, the importance of words? Hey, Sister Garrett. And then, of course, as we graduated on, my husband and I, we began to go into ministry. We were consecrated as apostles. Oh, that really wrecked the city. And so they would not ever call us apostles. They would call us pastors. And some would even call me sister. And I remember at the time I would get so offended because I would be like, you know, well, not offended to where I I demanded, but my feelings was hurt. And I was like, well, Lord, I don't understand. And the Lord told me, he said, well, he said, it's because they're trying to identify who you are. And he said, but you must speak who you are. You say who you are. Don't worry about what the people say. You speak. You say it. You 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 say it constantly. Well, I did. And, I, and now when I introduced myself to people, I didn't say, well, my name is you know, Apostle Katrina Garrett. I would just say Katrina Garrett, but I knew who I was. And I want to say this because the Spirit of the Lord had revealed to me. He said, listen, what they see, what they call you is what they're going to receive. And so I had uh, one particular time this lady tried to uh, come up to me and arrogantly uh, say, uh, well, hey, a uh, uh, prophet is, uh, I mean, uh, well, hey, Katrina, or oh, 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 prophet. And I said, oh, well, you know, how are you doing? You know, and she, she was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. No, she said, I'm sorry, I, I, I meant to call you. I said, baby, it's okay. Let me tell you, you know why I say it's okay? It's because first and foremost, I said, you greeted me as uh, Katrina first. And I said, and that's okay. I said, but then you, then you, you greeted me as a prophet and that's okay. I said, because one thing I've learned, sister, I said, is a uh, woman of God. I said, I've learned that whatever you, the people address me by is who they're going to get. So if you address me as Katrina, you're going to get Katrina. If you address me as the prophet, you're going to get the prophet. If you address me as the apostle, you're going to get the the uh, apostle. In other words, um, I, if there was a word that was going to be given to you because you addressed me as Katrina, maybe the Lord, maybe you, 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 the Lord decided not to release this word to you. I mean, you, you're holding back your own destination and purpose because the Bible says that if you receive the prophet you you know and give the prophet a drink of water you receive the reward of the prophet or the righteous man so if you don't if you don't receive a person by whom they are then you are basically blocking your own purpose and destiny because a prophet is called to speak life into others I'm not called to speak life just into myself but I'm also called to speak life into others that cross my path oh she just laughed it off but what I'm saying to you is is that that's how you got to be 
You can't get upset. You can't get offended when these people want to try to identify you. They will come up to you and call you what they think you are, just like uh, Dr. Uh, Miller has spoke on Sunday. They will call you by what they think you are. But the question is, what do you say? Even Jesus said to Peter, Peter, who do the people say I am? And, you know, he told him some say Elijah, some say John the Baptist. But then Jesus asked him, who do you say I am? Because at the end of the day, it boils down to you. This is why, this is why I used to look at people and they would say, oh, apostle, I was, a, a curse was put on me. Somebody spoke this on me and they, and, and, and I got to go into prayer because these witches and warlocks are speaking. And I'm like, these witches and warlocks ain't got no power unless you give them the power. They might take your name and write it down. That's the reason why if you notice when people cast spells, they write down your name. That's why when you're on social media, you got to pray over your social media page because now, you know, back a long time ago, they had to, um, you know, um, get a piece of your hair or something to try to use against you or, you know, just look at you or, or try to find a picture of you. <coughs> you know, now I have to really become your friend to get a picture on you. The picture is all on social media. And the Lord showed me years ago that these people was taking people's pictures off of social media, printing them off and casting spells, speaking and forming words against them. And this is why it's so important that you speak the word over yourself, that you begin to, to speak life over yourself. Things might start to fall apart because people are praying against you. Sometimes you can hear them praying and sometimes you can't. But even if I don't hear people praying negativity, I still begin to pray and ask the spirit of the God of the Lord to cover me, cover my husband, to cover our ministry, to cover those that are around us, to cover those who are connected to us. I pray for other leaders. I pray for my family. I pray for our children, our grandchildren, my nieces, my nephews. I pray for my siblings. I pray for my co-workers. I pray for the, my clients. I pray for our nation. I pray for the leadership in our nation. And so, therefore, you know, when you know that you're covering in prayer, the words that you are speaking are now being manifested because your words make your future. Whatever you speak out of your mouth, is it shall become, it becomes a part of you. And I remember um, years ago, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and I kept claiming it and claiming it and claiming it. And the more I spoke about the fibromyalgia, the more it hurt. And so when I stopped talking about the fibromyalgia, I stopped saying, well, I have this, I have that. Then the pain started to go away. I find out that what fibromyalgia is, is basically, it's like a basic, it's called mu muscle pain, you know, fibro pain, uh, algae pain, fibro muscle. But but what what really triggers fibromyalgia is food. It causes inflammation in your body. Some people are not designed to eat certain type of foods. Even certain type of foods that's bad for you will cause inflammation, and the inflammation begins to um, get in your body. Your your body becomes inflamed, and then inflammation can 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 also constrict your veins in your body, and it causes pain. It causes uh, swelling and things like that. And so so when I stop talking about it and I start doing something by eating right, putting vegetables in my body, juicing, the pain started to go away. Okay. Because the enemy will try to use negativity. This is why they say most people who are overweight from what depression, right? 
If you are depressed, most some now, now some people are opposite. Some people when they are depressed don't eat, but most of your average pe persons when they are depressed they eat. Okay, depression causes you to to want to eat fruit. I mean, I mean uh, not fruits. Um, Cakes and sweets and desserts and 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 you say I feel better because I'm eating this type of food, and so then what happens is people become depressed. Some people who don't eat depression what causes them the ones that don't eat when they're depressed they overshop, they they shop they they they're constantly buying things and because they feel like if I, if I can just get this I'm gonna have a, a moment of happiness and that's what you're gonna get you're gonna get a moment of happiness when you buy something. Um, I tended to do kind of both, but I was more of a shopper than I was a, um, a, a eater. And so, and so when you get the word of God in your life and you begin to speak the word over you, things begin to change. You can get up and you can begin to pray the word. God moves by his word. That's why he said we can't live on bread alone. But every word, he said every word. So everything in daily life that you need applies to the word that you speak over your life. When you wake up in the morning, and you spend time in the presence of the father. Then you then you're able to speak life even when it looks bad. When you see something that might not be looking good, you can say, Lord, I decree and declare that this shall turn around for me. This don't apply to me. This will not happen to me. Lord, I thank you that your word says a thousand may fall at my left, 10,000 by my right, but it shall not come to my dwelling. No plague shall overtake me, God. Lord, you shall give your angels charge over me. Those are the things that you begin to speak. When I was coming home one day from work and bridges I don't really care about. But I stopped saying how afraid I am of bridges because I was, I was afraid of bridges. But the Lord told me, he said, stop saying that you are afraid of bridges. Just you're going to overcome this place of fear. Fear has struck me for a long time, especially when the uh, um, uh, pandemic uh, you know, came. That's when fear began to strike me. And God said, I said, well, Lord, I'm in fear because I know that you are God of judgment. And I know that, that things are going on because people have not obeyed. And some people are falling dead in pulpits and all over. And the Lord said, but he said, he said, but he said, yes, he said, I didn't, I did not call you to have that type of fear. That's the enemy. He said, I love my people. He said, I love my people. He said, and I chasten those whom I love. He said, I don't chasten them by death. I chasten them. I chasten people by maybe a, a, a form of disobedience. He said, but I don't chasten my people through death. He said, Jesus came to give life. And the Bible says, oh, death, where is your sting? He said, so I did not chasten my people unto death. He said, I love my people. I want my people to live. He said, your, 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 your fear is the fear of the enemy. He said, when I say godly fear, godly fear is basically being, having reference of the Lord and respect of God. You put in respect to the father. You respect. It's just like your parents. You respect your mother and father. When you're, well, uh, I'm going to say this. A lot of people don't do that in today's time. But when I was a kid, I respected my parents. When they spoke a certain thing to me, I respected them. Now, behind their back, I probably said stuff, you know, but they didn't hear me. They didn't hear me. But see, you can't say stuff behind God back because God is omnipresent. The father, he, he sees and knows everything we say. And think we he even knows what we think before we even speak it. 
And so this is why it is so important for you to be in the word. See, we you, you people think, oh, well, they're telling us to be in the word so we can um, become robotic. Where? Why would you think that this is what this is just another thing that that's kind of funny to me. For some reason, people think church holds you captive. Okay, a religious church will hold you captive. A religious church will tell you how to dress. A religious church will tell you how to wear your hair. A religious church will tell you what type of clothes to put on. One thing about it, I ain't gonna let nobody tell me how to dress. I don't care who, what God told you. Okay. God is not going to tell you to tell me how to dress. Okay. And let me say this. I have said this to women who have came in my ministry with clothes loose and I've addressed it. But this is how I addressed it. I will tell them, if you say you are a woman of God, then you need to get back into prayer. I'm talking about these women who come to me talking about they call me prophets. There's no way God is calling you to be in ministry and you walking around with your breasts out and looking the way you are. Now, I'm not going to tell you how to dress, but you let the spirit of God convict you because I'm not, I'm not a religious dictator. But I will say this. I know for a fact that when God called me, I changed the way I dressed. Yeah, I used to love to wear the short mini skirts. I used to love to wear tops that revealed some things in my body. But once I became convicted by the spirit of, the, of my father, I don't want to walk into a room to entice nobody else's husband to be attracted to me because I have a husband. So therefore, I advise you to get back in a place of prayer. That's how I would address those women. And if they still came to church that way, you weren't going to minister. Point blank and simple. No, I wasn't going to tell you to leave the ministry. No, I wasn't. But you wasn't going to minister. You're just going to be sat down until you got yourself together. Amen. <laughs> Amen, somebody. So that, you know, but, but but what I'm saying, if you are in a church that tells you you got to wear certain type of clothing, you can't have a television at home. You can't, you can't go to the movies. That's, 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 that's bondage. Okay. That's bondage. That's not, that's not. That's not Jesus. But for some reason, when we tell you, read the word, people get offended when you say, well, you need to be in your word, you need to be praying, you need to be reading your word. We're not telling you to put you in bondage. It actually is going to set you and make you free. Because as you read the word, you'll learn how to pray. You'll learn how to speak life and not death. You'll learn how to speak against the negativity. Like, for example, I went to the eye doctor. He looked in my eye, my left eye. I had a stroke in. Uh, 2020, and, uh, and and when I was here in Jacksonville, I looked at, I went to the doctor, and he said, "Oh, uh, look at your eye." He showed me my eye. He says the vessel's not flowing in it. I said, "What do you mean?" He says, "Well, only part of your eye, the blood is flowing through." Hmm. And I looked, and I said, "It's all right." He said, "No, this is not good." I said, "God gonna heal this eye." And he said, and, 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 and let me tell you, he acted like it was so urgent, right? But let me tell you why. Why I said, well, I've already seen the optometrist. I went to one, and he's done. He has uh, did several injections in my eye, and he said, oh, okay. And I said, and it's actually way better than what it was because I used I used to could not see out this eye, but now I can see a lot more clearer out of this eye than I used to could see. 
And so the Holy Ghost said, don't receive what he said. But this is what got me. He acted like it was so urgent and telling me it wasn't good that I didn't have uh, some of the vessels in my eye was shut off. Like there was no blood flow. But at the same time, when he released me, he didn't even give me a referral to the retina doctor. But you just told me that this is not good. Why didn't you give me a referral? To the retina doctor, if it was such an emergency, if it was such a a, a big thing, did the same thing. My husband, my husband, he told my husband he had bleeding behind the eye. He never gave my husband a referral to a retina doctor. So these spirits will speak this death or speak this negativity on you, but turn around and won't even give you and turn, but turn right around and won't even assist or help you. So, of course, my husband and I are going to use wisdom, and we're going to go ahead and 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 and, and uh, contact our retina doctor but i know i'm healed i know that god is able and you know what as i as i'm talking to you i'm closing my right eye and i can see so much clearer with this left eye and even though he told me i wasn't getting a blood flow you know he was trying to make me feel like i'm, I'm gonna lose my eye i said the devil is a liar I am not going to lose my eye. I am going to, I ain't receiving what you said, sir. And I'm going to speak it. And I ain't talk. I'm, I'm just sharing it now on this broadcast. I'm giving you an example of how people speak negative, how they speak things to you. But it's what you say. I said, no, my eye is much better. Now, now, now I'll say this back in 2020 when I had it and I was afraid if he would have said that, I would have been like, oh, God, I'm, I'm going to lose. I would have been saying that. I would have been speaking just what this man spoke over me. But the Lord had to really break it down to me and show me the importance of what I speak. It is so important by what you declare out your mouth. And, and, and let me tell you something. Don't think that because you're living in sin that, oh, I'm going to speak life. Or I'm going to be a rich person. Because think about this. Look at people like Tupac. Big and Smalls, uh, all these rappers, most of all the rappers who spoke about death, they dead now. You know, it was amazing because it was a couple of months ago. Uh, I think it was uh, the, the Tupac or whatever. The story of Tupac was on. And I said, my, I told my husband, I said, he spoke his own destiny. He rapped about dying. He rapped about getting shot. You know, and, and, and when you, you know, even in acting, even in acting, these people get on here and play these parts. Be careful. Be careful. They speak in depth on themselves. Everybody is uh, all in the uproar about the Beyonce album. Beyonce don't realize what she's doing. She thinks she's speaking on everybody else, but she's speaking it on herself the way she's speaking on everybody else. And you know what? I heard one song that she sung, and it was on the radio. It was on the radio. And I turned it off. I said, I ain't listening to that because that's not who I am. You know, you got to be careful with the type of music that you listen to. You got to be careful what you hear and what you allow to be spoken over you. Because when you hear a song, you speaking that. You know, back you know when I was young, I, I listened to Tupac and everything. But thanks be to God. That I got delivered. Because if I was singing along with him. I'm speaking deaf too. And so you know. There's power in your words. Words manifest. That, let me tell you how I know there's power in words. Because the Bible says in the beginning was the word. God is the creator of word. Negative and positive. 
And you got to understand, you got to understand that the negative is, 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 is now. But there's coming a time when he creates the new heaven and a new earth. It's not going to be like that. Praise God. It's going to be all positive. This is why we have to get delivered. This is why we have to be purged so we can begin to produce fruit. And walk in peace and joy. Because when you begin to walk in peace and joy and you allow the spirit of God, the word of God to manifest in your life, then you'll become more like the Lord. You'll become more like him. Praise God. If that's what you're desiring. Okay. So listen, your your words make your future. And I had to learn that. Even in the beginning, you know, when my husband and I first started ministry, I had to stop speaking so negative. You got to speak life. So we're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you for your word, that your word brings life and not death. And we understand the power of words. For you are the word. You are the beginning. You were the word in the beginning. And your word tells us that we can't live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I pray that many will speak the Lord God, the word of God over themselves, over their families, ministries, over, over everything that they possess. But they'll speak the word of God. The word of God brings life, not death. And we just thank you, Father God, for your word. We thank you for your spirit, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, for just being who you are and giving us an opportunity to be able to live this abundant life. So, Lord, forgive us in the times that we didn't speak positivity. But, Lord God, help us to be more, Lord God, uh, positive toward the things that's toward us because you love us. And we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. My time is running out. I thank you so much for listening to today's broadcast. I pray that it helped you. Just remember that the powers of your words is what you speak is who you are. Continue to walk worthy of the callers upon your life. And, and, and listen, speak life and not death. Don't worry about nobody casting no spell upon you. You can break the powers of spells by what you speak. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again for listening to Raw and Prophetic. And be made whole. Blessings and peace.